Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, yeah. Better than this. I don't know what I'm doing. I can't do this shit. What's better than this? Guys, being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Monday, Labor Day edition of the show. We're calling a little bit of an auto poll here on what we're going to do, but Kyle, welcome. We are laboring on Labor Day. Uh, feels so good though, right? Because when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Damn right. So, we're not going to do a mock draft today like we told everyone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Surprise. We are going to do one later in the week on Wednesday, but today we're going to do our predictions. We got to get the mock draft order set before we can do the mock, and part of that is predicting the playoffs and offering our selections for MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year. So that's what we're going to do today here on this podcast. That's the right thing to do. We had a good heart-to-heart about that this morning, you know? And you let the yeah, information right. make the decision, and I'm proud of the choice that we made. Well, it it makes absolutely no sense to, like, what we're going to do, do a mock draft and stop at 20 <laughs> and then finish the other – like, y'all don't want to listen to that. Nope. You don't want to hear that compartmentalized. So let's just – we'll do the playoff picks first, and we'll go from there. But, Joe, I think we should acknowledge the fact that we both had winning records picking against the spread this week. Damn right we did. Especially because our year-to-date records also include our week zero loss for Florida and Miami covering the spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of so us has a slight lead, though. like roses. Slightly. Yeah, one of us has a slight lead because Northwestern is a bunch of idiots. You're down 10-7, and you fumble the ball, and you try and scoop it up and run it out. Just fall on it for a safety, brother. Lose by five. You hate to see it. Don't lose by don't lose by ten because you fumbled into the end zone with less than a minute left in the game. I'm so- Otherwise, Joey, we would have the exact same record this week. I'm salty about that Oregon finish. So am I. Let's not talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, normally on Mondays we're gonna talk about the weekend that was in football. So today will be right. a little This different. is just kind of our, our pre NFL. We gotta get through this series for before the NFL season yep. starts. Yep. You want to do AFC I, or NFC first, man? Let's do let's do the AFC first. All right, that's where, where both of our hearts reside. MC us through it. Okay, so quick recap: the playoff teams. What we did over the course of the last two weeks is we picked the result of every single NFL game that will be played this year, courtesy of PlayoffPredictors.com, and we have everybody's final records. We're going to now take the seedings and the playoffs situation that we created by establishing our own picks of what we think this year is going to play out to be, game-by-game basis, all the games. We picked the end result for all of them. And uh, we're going to predict the playoffs today. 
So our top seeds in each side, the New England Patriots finished the year 12 and four. They are the one seed. The Kansas City Chiefs also finished the year at 12 and four. They are the two seed. Those are the two AFC teams on a bye. The NFC teams on a bye. The New Orleans Saints, who finished at 13 and three, and the Philadelphia Eagles, who finished the season at 12 and four. Uh, the rest of the playoff prediction are three seeded on the AFC is the Houston Texans, who finished the year at 10 and six, and courtesy of a tiebreak, conference tiebreaker with the NFC or the AFC North winning Cleveland Browns, who are also 10 and six. The Texans get the three seed, the Browns are the four seed at 10 and six. Now, Chargers are the five seed. They finished 11 and five, one game behind the Chiefs. The Steelers finished tied with the Browns and the Texans. And ended up as the sixth seed at 10 and six. Lost a divisional tiebreaker to the Browns, and therefore they are the sixth seed. So our AFC matchups are Browns and Chargers, four and five, Texans and Steelers, three and six. Real quick on the NFC side, the Rams, we picked to finish 12 and four. They are the three seed, tied with the Eagles, but did not get that tiebreaker to get the, the playoff by. The four seed is the Green Bay Packers, who finished the year at 11 and 5. The five seed is the Atlanta Falcons, who finished with a better record at 12 and 4, but did not beat the Saints to win the division. And the six seed is the Chicago Bears, who finished high with the Green Bay Packers, but had a worse divisional record and therefore are the six seed uh, and on the road to play the Rams. We've picked the Cowboys to go 11 and 5 as well. They missed the playoffs on a tiebreaker. Whew. All right. Table set. Yeah. So first matchup, let's do high seeds first. Okay. Okay. Texans at Steelers. Wild card round, AFC. Uh, Deshaun Watson's got himself a left tackle. Yeah, thank goodness. We thought it wouldn't go go down. <laughs> we were like, well, we, we got a pick to make sure that we're representing that the uh, Texans <laughs> get Tunsil, and then they didn't get Tunsil, and then they got Tunsil, and they gave up the entirety of two draft classes worth of picks to go get it, and – but they got a left tackle. They do. Um, they're at they home. Also, Carlos Hyde. You know, Carlos yeah, Hyde, too. It doesn't move the needle for me. So they're at home <laughs> against the Steelers. Home teams kind of win in the playoffs, don't they? Yeah, they, they typically do well. But the Steelers are a team that went on to win the Super Bowl as a six seed. With Ben Roethlisberger at the helm. I've got a slight lean towards the Texans. Slight. If you were setting the spread, what are you setting it at? Three and a half? No, two and a half. Well, home team gets three automatically, and you got a slight lean towards the Texans. Three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you have any convictions here? I Dabo Swinney, Swinney told me that um, Deshaun Watson is the Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. Yeah, it's a pretty strong brand. Ben right? Roethlisberger's won two Super Bowls. I love that defense that they've assembled. Offensive line's elite. Juju, James Conner, Vance McDonald. I kind of want to pick the Steelers. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling it too. Steelers upset? Yep. Steelers go on the road, upset the Texans. Congratulations. Your win now window has expired, Houston. So they're guaranteed to play the Patriots though, right? Yes, the Steelers will play the Patriots. In Patriots land. In Foxborough. All right. Browns hosting the Chargers. Cross-country trip, Joe. Yeah, you've said that every time you possibly could about the Chargers. Um, my initial thoughts about this matchup are a team that's been to the playoffs and, and the Chargers, uh, Phillip Rivers, a, a quarterback that's been to the playoffs against a Browns team without that type of experience. 
They're home, though, I and I recognize that. that. But they're home, and that fan base with a home playoff game, they're going to burn the city to the ground, brother. You want to go Browns here, don't you? I want to go Browns here, yes. I don't have a compelling enough reason to fight you, especially because Russell Okung and Derwin James are wild cards right now, and they're going to need both of those players. There you go. Cleveland so Browns. Browns Chiefs in week two. Give me Perfect. Baker and Patrick head to head week in, in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. That is phenomenal. All right. So you want to continue so, working through the whole AFC here? Yeah, let's just do, let's get the AFC set. Then we'll flip over to the NFC. So now we have Chiefs at home against the Browns. And we have the Patriots hosting the Steelers. Okay. Uh, it's so with, easy to just take the two home teams. Yeah, let's work through it, though. Which one do you want to pick first here? Let's do the high seed first. We'll do Patriots-Steelers. Okay. Brady at home, right? Brady at home. What would be the, the, the Pittsburgh Period. Steelers will win this game if what? <laughs> Tom retires? I mean, the best thing I'm I can tell to you. Think, I'm trying to think, like, what do they have? What does Steelers have to hang their hat on? that they'll knock the, the Patriots around with a uh, stout defensive line, maybe. But here's the thing, like the reason, this is the best argument I can give you. One of the biggest problems in Patriots Steelers in years past has been Gronk. The Steelers have really struggled to point. defend Gronk and Gronk is about 40 pounds light right now to be playing football at the level that we saw in that previously. But I mean, Brady at home is not something I'm going to overlook. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and it's only fitting that this important interruption is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Have you thought about what you're getting your loved one this year? Or maybe you want to give the gift of sweet-smelling grundle bliss to your partner. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Whether you're the only one who gets to see what's going on down there or you're one of many, do you, your partner, and everyone else a favor and introduce yourself to this revolutionary company. Manscaped just launched their brand new Perfect Package. Inside the Manscaped Perfect Package, you'll find their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which features skin-safe technology and will prevent you or your man from cutting his nuts. Speaking of smelling nice, let's be real. No one wants to carry around that locker room smell with them. That's why I am thankful for the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep your crotchal region from sweating, smelling, and sticking. The Perfect Package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep that junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to this new new. Give the gift that will make your Valentine's Day spicy. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code locked on to get 20% off and free shipping. Ladies, this is the perfect gift for you and your man and men. Your partner will thank you. Trust me, he will thank you. And guess who else will thank you? Your balls will thank you. 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code locked on at manscaped.com. Give me this. They gave me the Patriots at home. All right. I just think that that team's really well constructed this year. Uh, the pass catchers, if they're available, are exciting. Um, I think they're built to win games like this. I'm t- I've been saying it, man. This Patriots running attack is going to be a problem. Sony Michelle and, yeah. and these guys that they have up front, and they're deep with James White and 
I saw it in preseason, man. They're just going to throw bodies at you. They're going to create gaps. You're not going to know how to defend it. And you can't commit that many guys because Tom's the quarterback, and they're just going to be a freaking problem. They're going to be well-balanced this oh, year. Oh, God, yeah. And because of that, Patriots dub at home. All right. Browns visiting the Chiefs. Take the over. <laughs> I like the Chiefs defense more than more than most people this year. Yeah, I think they did a nice job kind of slapping some pieces together. And I think, you know, the, the steal of Juan Thornhill, I think, will loom large for them. And Frank Clark's presence and Chris, Chris Jones is still there. And I mean, that's where I get excited about the Chiefs in this matchup is, is some of those guys I have on the defensive line going up against the Browns' offensive line, which I think is a weakness of their team. Yes, I agree. And the other weakness is in the secondary and – I just feel like the Chiefs are able to really exploit both of those things as good as anyone. So, Chiefs. I mean, the Browns being the division champions and winning a playoff game. Yeah, I think we've we, we've taken this thing because you made a good point about the lack of experience. I think we've taken this trip as long as it can go for the Browns in year two. Under Baker. All right. This game, Patriots. It's in New England? Yes. Okay. Patriots hosting the Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs in this game. Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs in this This game. This is the most important game. I cannot. The Bills don't have anything. But one thing we do have is four consecutive Super Bowl appearances. Don't take that from me, Tom. Please. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Now, here's the – from a, a matchup standpoint, Chiefs feasibly had him last year. Right. D Ford, you ass. Patriots <laughs> lost Gronk, who was a huge presence in that game as, as a run blocker. And I think the Chiefs are more well equipped to generate organic pressure on Tom Brady. So I at least want to give some analysis behind instead of just saying, well, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Happened. I'm with you. Take my word for it. So sw- switching over to the uh, NFC side, we'll do high seed first. We have Rams hosting Bears, wild card. Right? Was this a matchup that we had during the regular season? Yeah, remember the Bears won like 15-10 or something like that? Oh, no, I mean the one that we just predicted. Oh. Uh, if that's not easy to go back and look at, then please don't. No, it is. It is. It is, and it was in Los Angeles the first time. Yep. Just like it is now, and we picked the Rams. When was it in the season? Week 11. Ooh. Ooh. I, I think the Rams, man. Yeah, I think if, they, if they're going to self-scout themselves enough – to bounce back and beat the Bears after the way the Bears beat the pants off them last year. Yeah. Then I think they'll they'll have the awareness necessary and you know Vic Fangio no longer being there. Give me the range. So that means they're guaranteed to play the Eagles in the second round as the three seed? Yes. Okay. Correct. Oh, that's a great game. <laughs> Let's go. Oh. Packers hosting Falcons. Other wild card game. Man, I, 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 the big thing that stands out to me is the Green Bay at home. 
you know, I like Atlanta's team a lot. Atlanta, but Atlanta being an indoor team, <sighs> go, having to go outside in January, play in the elements. It's going to be cold as shit. Yes, that's a great call. Except for one time I watched Michael Vick quarterback at Falcons team <laughs> over over Green Bay in the playoffs. Yeah, but that's true. He ain't walking through those doors. And Matt Ryan's a tremendous quarterback. That wasn't fair. Yes, but he is. But that's kind of the upside that you get when you mm-hmm. have a little bit more of an athlete at quarterback is – you know, the you can get outside the structure a little bit, and that's not really where Matt wins. And I think not really. really <laughs> I'm trying to be nice, you know. So, so Packers win. You, Packers do. Do you think Matt? Okay, put all the NFL starting quarterbacks on a line and ask him to run 40 yards. Who's last? Matt's in the bottom five. Oh yeah, he definitely is. Matt's definitely in the bottom five. Brady, Ryan. Hey man, Brady's getting quicker. Hey, but I know somebody who has a faster 40-yard dash time right now than him. So do I. Yeah. Me too. Uh, where do we feel like Philip Rivers falls on this list? <laughs> really low. Bottom five. How about Nick, how about Nick Foles? Uh, he's the fastest of the three guy, four guys we've mentioned. If that's ben a compliment. Man, yeah. Those are, those are the bottom five, right? He's got no hitch in his giddy up at all. Those are definitely the guys. Um, we got the right James mix. Jameis might be up there, too. I was thinking Jameis, too. He's bottom 10 for sure. And Eli. Woo! Yeah, Eli's bottom 10 for sure. But that's, but that's about it. Like, that's your bottom That's your bottom eight names. I Is think. there anyone else, like, that just pops in terms of fitting the criteria here? For running slow? Yeah. Yeah, like, who, like who, who else is in this bottom 10? Flacco? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Flacco's in there. Rosen might be in there. Not that he's a starting yeah, quarterback. Got to be a starter. Uh, um, Brissett. Yeah, Brissett. All right. Well, a good, the good thing. That's, we, your, that, that, that's a show right there. Good random. Make a big board of your 10 slowest quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL. Oh, we just uh, – nice little uh, insert there. Second Didn't expect that to happen. Sidebar. Yeah. All right, so we have Saints hosting Packers in New Orleans. Yeah, I, I like that this game is inside for the Saints. I I know that they're all hungry teams and prideful teams, but this Saints team, man, has a ton to play for with the, you know, I call it the revenge tour for the Saints this year. I, I think don't, – Don't sleep on Green Bay, though. Oh, brother, you know how much I love Aaron Rodgers. But I think That's we can – secondary. Secondary is really good. It is, but they're in by you know week nineteen now or whatever it's at. Like they're going to be playing at a cohesive level. And what's Drew's what's Drew's arm going to look like at week eleven or week nineteen? I'm not that doesn't that doesn't move the needle for me. No, you don't. You don't think it's a, a legit concern that older quarterbacks see a little bit of a dip in velocity towards the end of the year. I mean, Drew, though, I don't know. I mean, it's not, it's probably, it doesn't move the needle for me. I'm not saying it's not a concern. So you don't think it's a disqualifier? Will Lutz is a great I don't don't necessarily think it is either, but I think it's at least something to to bear in mind when you have such a twitchy group of defensive backs like Green Bay does. I still think the Saints win. I'm just trying to give you a little little doubt. Yeah. Creep a little doubt in. Yeah, I like the Saints, man. I think this is the harder game. Rams-Eagles in Philly. In Philly changes things for me. 
Yeah, of course it does. Sean McVay's never beaten Doug Peterson. Never happened. Were they 0 2? Yeah. Or are they 0 3? They play in the playoffs? Maybe. I can't remember that, but I can tell you that a Sean McVay team. Means he's due. Means he's due. Oh, is that what it means, Kyle? No. I think the Eagles at home would would win this hypothetical matchup, which is really boring because we'll take one and two seeds on both sides, but sue us. Yeah, it's our rankings. Make your own. Go through the whole schedule and make your own. Yeah, make your own. Send it to us. Yeah. Um, Which brings us to Eagle Saints. Oh, you're you're like, okay, it's in. All right. Doug Peterson continues his dominance over Sean McVay, and everyone for another offseason wonders if Sean McVay can coach. Here's the question. Yeah. Is Carson Wentz playing quarterback? Um, I have no reason to believe that he will be. <laughs> Hasn't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, where's this game being played? New Orleans. That helps. Of course it helps. But the Eagles roster might be the best roster in the NFL. Right. I don't love their secondary, though. If there's anything they're not great at, it's in the back end. they got a ton of young players and intriguing guys, but that's the one thing that I think is a weakness for them. Well, that comes back to the chicken or the the egg, right? You know, if if your front seven's good enough and if you can create enough chaos and and havoc, does it really matter that you don't have lockdown guys? Because the Saints don't necessarily have lockdown guys at corner either besides Marshawn Lattimore. Yeah, I, I, and Ronald Darby's a fine starting corner in the NFL. So, like, they each both have a plus starter at corner. Eli Apple. I know he's not an elite. You corner. just you just proved my point. Yeah, but he's better than sure. a number two corner in Philly. Is he? Lattimore's better than Darby. Yeah, I didn't say Lattimore wasn't better than Darby. I just think player for player that I'm not. I don't have the same concerns about the Saints secondary as I do the Eagles. This is NFL Under Review, local experts on the biggest NFL stories. The NFL Honors Award Show was last week and one surprise when it came to Defensive Player of the Year. This is Bear Motter with your Los Angeles Rams update from Lockdown Rams. Aaron Donald would have been the first player in NFL history to win the award three straight years in a row, but it wasn't the case that the NFL Honors that award this year went to Stephon Gilmore. And don't get me wrong, Stephon Gilmore had a great season. Six interceptions, 18 pass deflected, two touchdowns. He had 53 total tackles. Stephon Gilmore won the award with 21 votes. Chandler Jones came in second with 14. TJ Watt with 10. Although Donald says this doesn't bother him, I see him putting this chip on his shoulder, working even harder, and coming back stronger in 2020, which is a scary thing for the rest of the NFL. For more NFL news, subscribe to the Locked On NFL Podcast only on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What, okay, so I guess it's oh. but the, but I no, but but that's the interesting part of this. I think for this specific matchup, is the Saints' passing offense looks like what dynamic? Who, who yeah? Who are your weapons? Michael Thomas, Jared. Okay, so Cook. you've got you've got a one on one situation with Jared Thomas or uh, Michael Thomas and Ronald Darby, mm-hmm. and you said Jared Cook, Jared Cook. Again, okay, so now we got strong safety. Malcolm Jenkins can match up with Jared Cook, and the Eagles have athletic linebackers that can at least 
hang with Kamara. I don't think they'll contain Kamara. But I'm saying, does the Eagles secondary match up better with the Saints weapons better than the Saints secondary matches up with the Eagles weapons? Because the Eagles weapons are Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Zach Ertz. Give me Peterson versus Reed in the Super Bowl. Done. Eagles win. Thank you. Saints fans are going to be so pissed at us. They've been pissed at me for two years now. I'm good. Yeah, that's all right. They'll, they'll, they'll <laughs> Which gives us Eagles Chiefs, two two seats, playing for the Super Bowl this year. Where's this game played? Miami? Yes. Okay. Dolphins home game. Yeah. Dolphins will not be <laughs> playing a home game in the Super Bowl this year. Uh, they might be there. <laughs> on the sideline. All right. So this is a fun matchup. This is a really fun matchup. I think the coaching dynamics here is is what makes this such a fun. And then Wentz and Mahomes, like we've we've talked extensively on this show about how this new young generation of quarterbacks, this probably won't. If this were to come to pass, this probably would not be the last time we saw it. The ratings for this game, dude. Oh my god, points! <sighs> Take the over. What do you set an over under at in this game? Fifty three. Yeah. No way. It's higher than that. Oh, this last year's Super Bowl was like ten to three. Okay. This ain't last year's Super Bowl, Bubba. What are you setting to that? Fifty eight? You're not going to sixty, are you? Both teams scoring over thirty? Maybe fifty eight and a half. Take the under. God, I hope this comes to be so we can revisit this conversation. <laughs> All right, so like, okay, let's answer the question. The Eagles will win the Super Bowl if? Their secondary playmakers are the catalysts to explosive plays in the passing game. The Chiefs? I think you, you, you have to have a really big game from Zach Ertz. I think you need to have a really big game from Deshaun Jackson. So thinking about what the Chiefs – I mean, the Chiefs now have Tyron Mathow. Oh, but they're they – they, they can't be serious about continuing to play Daniel Sorensen at free safety. They can't be serious about that. That would be one, Thornhill. Brashad Breland's their number two corner. That's the problem. And that's why I was saying the, the complementary pieces for the Eagles, if they have big games – I think it's the Eagles. The Chiefs are going to have trouble stopping them. I think it's the Eagles. Because the Eagles have really good offensive tackle play, right? Really Jason good. Peters and Lane Johnson. Elite. So I don't care I don't care where you put Frank Clark. Doesn't matter. He's going to have a challenge either way. Eagles, brother. Chris Jones has his hands full with Kelsey and Brandon Brooks. He'll we'll get his wins. Defensively, how do you see the Eagles stacking up against the Chiefs? Because I think we agree the Eagles have the favorable matchup on offense. How do I see the Eagles? The Eagles defense matching up with the Chiefs offense. Not great. Where is the where is the X factor variable that's making you tilt towards the Eagles? For me, it's just the the Eagles offensive playmakers versus the back end in, in Kansas City. 
Right, but you could turn around and say the same thing for the, the Chiefs. I don't disagree with you, except for I do like Malcolm Jenkins uh, as, a, as an option here. If Rodney McLeod can be healthy. on Kelsey. Yeah. Avante Maddox can can run, right? He's really fast. Yep. Darby on Watkins. I mean, I don't know if Sidney Jones is going to be a starter. I don't know if it's going to be uh, let's Russell talk, Douglas. Let's talk about how they have Malik Jackson and Fletcher Cox playing next to each other this year. Yeah, forget about it. My big X factor here is coaching. I think Andy, overly conservative. Doug, very aggressive. I think the more aggressive mindset would come out on top. Eagles, draft dudes, Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Congratulations. Done. Wow. Oh, wow. It even gives you a little bracket here at the end of this. <laughs> the playoff predictors, I can share my bracket. I can up-download it and then tweet it out. Well, let's uh, let's not do that so people listen to the show. No. no. <laughs> yeah, you got to listen to the show to get it. So we have the full 32-team draft order. We're going to write this down right now. Wait, we already have here. it written down. Oh, oh, draft order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the oh. draft order. That's what I just said, Chief. I thought you were talking about this. Okay, let's go. Do you need this bracket anymore? We good here. No, I'm good here. All right. Cardinals, first overall pick. You- Bengals, second overall pick. Dolphins, Giants, Jaguars. We're, we have to do the coin flip on Wednesday between the Raiders and the Redskins. Okay. Bucks, eighth, 49ers, ninth, Lions, 10th, Broncos, 11th, Jets, 12th, Colts, 13th, Titans, 14th. No respect for the AFC here, Joe. None. Panthers, 15th, <laughs> Bills, 16, Ravens, 17, Vikings, 18, Seahawks, 19, Cowboys, 20, Texans, 21. That's Dolphins. That is Dolphins. Let's roll. <laughs> Good catch, Joe. Can't believe it. I was waiting for it the whole time. Good scenario. <laughs> Dolphins picking 3, 21, and 35. Do we need to adjust the Dolphins? I mean, do we we have the Dolphins beating the Chargers, man. We need to change that. We still think that's no, going to happen. No, we don't. No, we don't. Okay. All right. You wanted that, though. That's right. I wanted to. I wanted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would have dropped Miami to potentially as high as. You're still getting seven. You're still going to get a good quarterback on Wednesday. Oh, no question. Yeah. Because guess what? The Cardinals ain't taking one three years in a row. And, <laughs> and you have three and 21, so you'll be able to make both picks at odds. What are the Bills pick? What number is that? 16. Oh, perfect. Evens and odds works perfect. out perfect. Evens yeah. and odds. Yep. Lock it in. Now, we have uh, Chargers at 22, Bears at 23, Falcons at 24, Browns at 25, Steelers at 26, Packers at 27, Rams at 28, Patriots at 29, Saints at 30, Chiefs at 31 and Eagles at 32. Joe, I would just like to point out I was reading those and typing live, and I did not misspell a single team. I've watched it happen. It was amazing. Uh, don't the Ra- the Raiders have the Bears pick? Oh, for the Mac deal? Yeah. You want to double check that? <laughs> sure. I, I, but I'm pretty sure. The Raiders have I'll, I'll just check out the uh, the mock draft machine on draftnetwork.com. And, uh, check oh, good out. idea. Yeah. Since that opened up today, yeah. yesterday, today, today's Monday show. <laughs> uh, Joe, we are not done yet. 
I know you're you're looking that up. But we have to pick MVPs, coaches of the year, and offensive and defensive rookies of the year. Can confirm per sources that the Raiders have the Bears pick. All right. So the Raiders will pick either six or seven and 23. And the Dolphins will pick third and 21st. That's the Maybe only team as of right now that have multiple first round picks, right? Maybe I could facilitate a trade here. Chill. Dolphins jump up to one. Chill. I'm just I'm spitballing. I don't know. We'll have to see what the what the day brings on Wednesday. So MVP choices. What do you think? Who looks good this year? Well, I mean, I think we have to take into account that we just had the, the Chiefs and Eagles in the Super Bowl. Well, sure. So um you know that means Carson Wentz had a hell of a year. And Patrick Mahomes had a hell of a year. Yeah. Does Patrick Mahomes repeat what we saw last year? I, I don't think so. I don't think that's fair. I think it's so I, I think it yeah. I think that's the best way to put it is it's not fair to Mahomes yeah. to expect 5000 yards and 50 touchdowns every year. Yeah. His quote unquote regression will be like 43 4400 yards and like 40 touchdowns. It'll still be a freaking good season. Yes. It'll be amazing. Uh, I like I like Wentz just based on the way we saw this all go. And you don't often see a lot of repeat. Right. And that, MVPs. And I mean, if Wentz stays out, I mean, he was on that base in 17, right? Yeah, he was. He was. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else here. Drew Brees. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, Jared Goff went to the, to the NFC Championship. No, he didn't. He got lost, divisional round loss. Uh, for MVP, yeah. So you're you're treating this like the Heisman, right? Has to be the best player on a on a winning team. Of course, absolutely. I don't agree with that, but I'm just telling you how it goes. Is there any chance we get one of those like early playoff exit guys? Just a guy has a blow up year, like hypothetically Baker Mayfield blows up this year. Deshaun Watson blows. Somebody hit me with a hashtag Joe hates the Browns today. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. That's the thing is I don't. <laughs> You're just apprehensive. Right. I understand. It's wrong, but I understand. I mean, like Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Carson Wentz. I think that's our inventory of guys. I, we don't have to make the same pick. I'm taking Mahomes. All right, I'm going Wentz. I'm going with a repeat. All right. Coach of the year. For for me, if I mean if the Browns win the AFC North and win a playoff game, I, it's it's Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. That's that's the a no brainer choice. But um, I hate the Browns. But I just think Freddie Coach Kitchens would be the coach of the year. Freddie Freddie Coach. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there is a name that's jumping out at me here and it's another first year head coach, but it's actually a team that we also have losing in the divisional round. That's Matt LaFleur. First year head coach kind of had this big reclamation project. I think the Packers had like their first consecutive losing season since like 92 and 91. Yep or some ungodly number like tough times in Green Bay. 
if they win 11 games and the playoff game, give me Matt LaFleur. Winning coach of the year. All right, for offensive rookie of the year. Um, this was hard. Very. I, I I went towards the running backs on this. I don't think any wide receiver moves the needle for me. I think Hawkinson's going to have a good year, but I mean, a good year for a tight end could be, you know, 60 catches for 750 yards and six touchdowns. That's not going to get you a yeah. good year. So I went to the, I looked at the three running backs that I think will be featured guys, Devin Singletary, Josh Jacobs, and David Montgomery. I think Montgomery and Singletary will have a little bit too much of a, of a timeshare where I think Jacobs is going to be the the lead back in Oakland. He'll have a volume component to it. I think he'll be productive. Um, give, give me Josh Jacobs as offensive rookie of the year. I like that call, but there's a lot of mouths to feed in Oakland, namely all the mouths of Antonio Brown. <laughs> well, they run I think despite the timeshare, I do think Montgomery projects favorably in this hypothetical. He's who I'm taking. I think Cohen will take the pass catching reps, but Montgomery has looked good and he's got a solid offensive line when it's healthy in front of him. And he's got an athletic quarterback so they can do some misdirection and read type stuff in the backfield and just get Montgomery going downhill. And if it's not there, then Trubisky makes the read and not Montgomery. Neither of us pick Kyler. No, that team's going to stink out loud. Did you see Kyler uh, at the Oklahoma game Sunday night? No, no. <laughs> he's a weird interview. I'll say that. Oh, was he on the sideline doing? Yeah, that and he interview? did a sideline. He did an interview, and he's just like, ah, I just got to practice more. Just got to practice more. Okay, all right. It's kind of weird. Okay, yeah, right on. <laughs> Defensive rookie. Did not... <sighs> this was hard, but for a totally different reason. Yeah, this options galore, man. I mean, there's too many, options. just tons of them. Um, I settled on Devin Bush, linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's going to have a bazillion tackles, and he's playing so fast already. I think he's going to get some splash plays. So, I mean, you talk about a linebacker with 120-plus tackles and some splash plays on a good defense that, you know, winds up – we have him going into the playoffs, winning a game. Give me, uh, give me Devin Bush. Give me Josh Allen. It's a good pick. Josh Allen, first of all, I got to see him play firsthand the third week of the preseason against the Dolphins. And he beat the tar out of every single person that lined up across from him. I love his fit in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I, I love his the versatility that he's going to bring and, and their ability to, to use him on the second level and on the edge is very exciting. You know, some of the athlete, athletes that they have there, um, Taven Brian not really materializing, uh, should open up some reps for, for Josh to be the man on the line of scrimmage too. I know Brian's kind of a, a tackle and hybrid, but um, I don't expect you'll see. Did Brian get cut? Did he did he survive? Uh, what's the name there? Taven? Taven yeah, no, no, he he didn't get cut. He made it. The only reason he made it is because he was a first round pick last year. <laughs> he didn't make the cut because he was any good. Uh, so I think Josh Allen is going to be in a prime position in that defense. And let's be honest, they're going to have a lot of reps. Mm-hmm. They'll be on the field. <laughs> so I think he'll be in a great position to show his versatility and make splash plays. Uh, similar to what your thought process was with Devin Bush, but also rushing the passer. And I think that gives him an edge. Who finishes higher in the highest in the, the voting amongst the AFC East defensive tackles? 
Quinnen. He's not starting. G- give it time. Good. <sighs> he will be. Good. Hopefully he hits his stride just as soon as the Bills are done uh, with their week one matchup against them. There's no way Quinn and Williams is not playing 75% of snaps for the Jets this year. Uh, right now they're all they're all into Steve McClendon as their nose guard. Okay. Well, Jets are probably gonna bounce Leonard Williams. Well, Greg Williams is gonna play a lot of like five man fronts and stuff like that, right? Like Yeah. They'll get some run. And don't be surprised if Leonard Williams gets bounced. Really? Why I mean, I don't understand that at all, but whatever. That was something that was you've been on that for like to me. yeah you've been on that for a long time yeah Adam Gase loves to trade good players <laughs> it's his thing it's his shtick well there you have it the season starts on Thursday but we just told you exactly what's going to happen yeah don't no need to tune in just get ready for draft season. Yeah. Fire up the mock draft machine, make some picks for your favorite team, send them to us at grinding the tape and at the Joe Marino. Uh, Joe, you're, you're going to use this draft order for your mock I, draft? Dude, I can't put out. Week? No, brother, I cannot put out a mock draft next week with the Bills picking number four overall. The mafia oh, will show up at my house and light it on fire. Well, tell them it's mine. They'll show up at my house and you can enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I got to go with this draft order. I have to. And, I, and then I have to Come own back it. Come back and see us again next week, guys. Kyle with Joe. Thanks, as always, for listening to DraftKings Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.